I know it's good morning to you once again. Thank you for staying with us this morning on GospelBellsRadio.com, your community Christian internet talk radio with a mission to engage the contemporary culture with the mind of Christ. It's Monday, the 6th of November, 2023. The program is On the Lord's Side, Christian Perspectives on News and Current Events. My name is Olufemi Oguntoko. You can follow me on Twitter at Olufemi OG. You can follow Gospel Bells Radio on Twitter at Gospel Bells Radio. What is the worst thing you've overheard while pretending to be sleeping? What is the worst thing that you've overheard while pretending to be sleeping? Uh, this is a question posed on Twitter by a Nigerian Ando, uh, popularly known as Niger, Niger PR. This, this entity posted this question, post this question to Twitter users. What is the worst thing you've overheard while pretending to be sleeping? And those who uh, follow development on social media from time to time know that some Andos, just to get engagement on Twitter, would put questions like this forward. But as as has been well established in the social media sphere, Oftentimes, it is the responses, it is the responses and the comments uh, that make the day for those who go through who go through uh, contents like this. What's the worst thing that you've heard while pretending to be sleeping? And of course, I I went through some of the comments, and wow, if true, if true, you will be amazed. Not surprised necessarily, but maybe horrified. Maybe not amazed, not, not surprised because you know already, but you'll be horrified at the depths, at the horrible depths that human beings descend to and how, as the Bible teaches, the heart of the unregenerated man is full of evil, full of evil. Somebody wrote in response saying that uh, the worst thing that he has overheard while pretending to be sleeping was his friend telling another friend to lace his own drink with drugs. Do you understand that the question is, what's the worst thing you've overheard while pretending to be sleeping? And this person responded that it was the day that he was pretending to be sleeping and he heard one of his friends saying to another of his friends, to lace his his own drink with drugs, and of, and of course that's a terrible thing that has happened over and over again. You must you must know that, and that is why we warn young people from time to time to be careful uh, where they go. Of course, primarily to be careful the kind of company that they keep, and not just young people. Everyone anyway. Don't just say young people. Uh, people to be careful the kind kind of company they keep, and not understanding that even when you are taking care about the type of company you keep. Uh, you have it as a rule of life that you don't go back to an open to an already open drink. If you have to stand up and, and go to the restroom, if you have to stand up from your table and go somewhere else, you should not uh, continue to take that drink. Ordinarily, you should not even continue to take your food. Uh, but then, uh, how pr- how practicable is that in all scenarios? That should be people you can trust. That should be scenarios where you can uh, where you can rest assured that nobody will do you evil. Uh, but then, that is the reality of the falling world, and one ought always ought always to be careful. But those of us on the Lord side, we know so well that uh, that yes, one can make effort to take care of oneself but unless unless the lord keeps this the city unless the lord builds the city unless the lord keeps the city the builders those who keep watch 
Are they not only uh, working in vain? So that's one of the responses to this. And of course, it tells of some horrible things uh, going on uh, out there. And uh, another response, this is from... Uh, this is from a lady saying that uh, it was she rather was with a, a boyfriend. Maybe maybe they were in a good in a stable relationship. I do not know. Uh, but then he, she overheard her own fiance calling another lady and speaking to her uh, in in terms that would not be expected of a man in a stable relationship. I mean, long and short, the point is there are many people who have overheard horrible secret why they pretended to be why they pretended to be asleep and somebody said that uh, while while he was pretending to be to be asleep the the person he was with the the other friend was hard telling somebody else saying look anytime you see him keep your money he steals money imagine that uh this 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 man was asleep, or rather was pretending to be asleep, and he heard another of his friends saying to some third party, saying, look, be careful with this guy. Whenever he's around, just keep your money. Everybody keep your money whenever he's around, because he steals money. And of course, I'm not going to go through all the comment. The point I'm trying to make, and, and I want to share one as well. That's one that I heard from a person I trust uh, very much. Uh, a, somebody who was serving as a pastor in a church. And he fell ill. He fell ill and he was admitted in an hospital. And when he was admitted in the hospital, uh, of course, the hospital belonged to a member of his church as well. A member of his church, being a doctor, uh, operated the hospital. So this, uh, this pastor who fell ill was taken to that hospital and then he was put on admission uh, because, uh, well, from, from the judgment of the medical doctor, uh, he, he should stay for a while in the hospital to receive uh, medication and, and further care. And while he was there, another of... Uh, another member of the church came visiting one, one somebody we call an elder in the church and this pastor uh, told me and I very much believe that this is true uh, that while that elder in the church was discussing with the doctor remember the doctor himself being a member of that church they were t- talking about him you know in pejorative terms derogatory terms and they're saying what's wrong with him uh, he's always working too hard he's just going to kill himself and when he kills himself what's going to happen I mean, the man is just too troublesome. The man is just too... Uh, the man will not take it easy. Always here, always there. And now he's ill. I mean, if he dies, what's going to happen? Uh, you know, to to pretend to be asleep and to hear that. And sometimes it's not just pretending to be asleep. Sometimes you see you're just falling out of... Uh, you're just about to, to fall asleep or you're waking up and the people around you do not yet know that you're waking up and then you get to hear things like this. I mean, if you get to hear things like that when you are not pretending to be asleep, when perhaps you have just woken up and people around do not yet know that you are woken up and you... Uh, to use basic English, you, you you become lucky. You are lucky enough to hear things like that. Don't just call it luck. It is it is a divine arrangement if you get to hear something like that, especially something that consequential, something that gives you an insight into the thinking and the heart of people. Uh, you must know that it is divinely arranged by God for you to get to know those things. All the things that people say behind your back, right? All the things that people say behind your back and oh, how limited we truly are that we cannot know what people truly think about us. Think about that. 
that we cannot really know what people think about us. We cannot hear what they say when we are not there. I mean, for us who are on the Lord's side, uh, one, one, enge- one first engagement with this is for us not to be hypocrites. We should not be hypocrites. Uh, generally speaking, the things that you cannot say to your person's face, you should not say it behind that person. Now, I know that's a difficult rule for any human beings to keep. Uh, sometimes you talk about things that you say, well, uh, it is true, but it is not right for me to say it before, before him or to put it in this exact way. But the most important thing is that even the things that for the sake of decency, you would not say to a person's face, maybe observations, those observations must be said out of love, must be discussed out of love uh, in a constructive manner, not in a way that is pejorative, and then don't pretend to like the person you don't like. That is wrong. Uh, there are some things that uh, A could be heard to have said about B that A would not ordinarily say to B because of social rules and because it is not his place to say it. But uh, even if B should hear it, it should be uh, in a Christian context. If Christian A would say something about Christian B that Christian A would not say to Christian B's face because uh, it's not the place of Christian A to say it to Christian B's face. Uh, it should be such that even if Christian B should hear it, Christian B should understand that, yeah, that's not something he would say to my face. Christian B should be able to say, yeah, that's something constructive. Uh, that's something said out of love. Given the relationship between them, especially people who are, who are friendly, Especially people who are friendly, people who are on good terms. The long and short, they don't pretend to be on good terms with people. And then when they are not there, say such horrible, horrible, horrible things about them. I think it's better. It, be, it is still not biblical, not, still not Christian, uh, not, to, uh, uh, not to be on talking terms with certain people or to let people know that you don't like them. Christ teaches us that we have to bridge that gap and even attempt do all within our powers to love the people we don't love. But uh, the people uh, that take you as friends, the people who consider you as friends, people who who argue, who uh, who share smiles with you, uh, people that in the public you would you would speak highly about, you would highly, you would recommend people that uh, you would argue, you would you would you would announce as your brothers and, and as your sisters. You don't go behind their back and say horrible things about them. And from time to time, I believe that God allows his own children to get to know what some people uh, think about them. That's one engagement to have, and that's something that should that that be directed uh, to ourselves uh, in terms of exhorting uh, ourselves in this matter. But thinking again about this tweet again, where uh, we read that question, what is the most uh, damning things or interesting thing that you've overheard while pretending to be asleep? Well, I think the second engagement we can have with that, with that is from a Christian perspective is to, is to be reminded that as somebody who uh, the secular mind would supposed to be a slave, who's supposed to be a slave, and that is God Almighty. The secular mind, the unbelieving mind, the unregenerated mind says to himself, look, the God of Jacob does not hear, right? He says the God of Jacob does not hear. 
And the God of Jacob does not take notice. Go and read Psalm 94, verse 7. The NIV version says, The Lord does not say. The God of Jacob takes no notice. And, and that's the mind, the mind that is on God that says to itself, Look, I can do what I want to do. I can say what I want to do. Look, he does not see. He does not take notice. He does not see. He does not take notice. And he says, It is at the time that we think that people are not seeing. Where people, oh, this person is asleep, or this person is not here, or this person is far away, or this person is out of airship. It is at that time that we can say things. I remember when I was in, uh, when I was uh, new, when I was freshly in the faculty of law, and I had a friend there, one of my first friends at the faculty of law, and he's still my friend, although not uh, anywhere in Nigeria now. And I remember at that time, you know, you you are walking around in the university and you see somebody, maybe somebody from your faculty or somebody you know, and you want to say something about that person, maybe something like a gossip, somebody, something you not say to the person's area anyway. And, you know, and I say to him, I say, oh, Tooks, look at that, look at that man. And I'm close. And he would respond by speaking out loud. And I will question, what's wrong with you? This guy is going to hear you now. Be careful. We are, we are talking about him, and you're not even making any effort uh, to, to lower your voice. You know, so it is, it's at that time you, you, you let people go out of air short before you say the things you want to say. You let people, uh, you, you want to move away from where the person is. You want to be sure the person is asleep. You want to be person that the person has left, that the door has been shut, and the person has gone uh, before you say the things you want to say. Or you want to be sure that the phone connection has been, has, has been, has been caught uh, before you say uh, the things that. You want to say that there is this story out there who knows whether it is true or not uh, about uh, from from the political sphere in lagos state that there was a particular governor who had who had a godfather and that the genesis of the rift between them was that uh, that governor did not properly ensure that the telephone conversation had been terminated, that the telephone connection had been terminated before saying some derogatory things about his godfather, and that godfather then took it personally, understandably so, and vowed that that governor would not get a second term again. This is not, this is unverified, unverified story out there. But I'm trying to say, just to buttress the point, uh, that from time to time, you want to make sure that uh, the person you want to talk about is out of earshot, cannot hear you, out of hearing, cannot hear you at that time. But there is somebody who is never, who is never uh, out of distance of hearing, not never out of who is, the, who is that person? The Lord God Almighty. Those who don't know him, they say, uh, as recorded in Psalm 94, verse 2, they say, look, the Lord does not say. You can even add to that, the Lord does not hear. They say the God of Jacob takes no notice. He hears. He takes notice of everything. And that is why those who live Quram Deo, those who live in the presence of God, who know well to live in the presence of God. What did the psalmist write in Psalm 139? Uh, Psalm 139, he said in verse 5, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee? from your presence. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? Those who know him know that nobody can run away from him, that he's always present. And those people, they know not to say the things that they cannot say before him. Hmm. I think the golden rule applies here still. The golden rule given by our Lord, do unto others as you would want them to do unto you.
And next, I do not know if you came across this uh, this video that turned for a while, I think uh, late last week or over the weekend, uh, the story of ladies uh, from the old old student association of the federal government guest college oweri according to this report and that report did go viral on many platforms it says that the federal government girls college oweri old girls protest at marriott hotel in Imo state after the hotel management allegedly gave the rooms they booked in advance to politicians did you get that so the bit of the story is that old students of the federal government guest college oweri who came according to this report from different parts of the world uh, for some form of reunion and had booked in advance rooms at the marriott hotel in Imo state were shocked when they discovered that the hotel management had allegedly this writer is trying to be to be to be careful uh given their rooms the rooms they booked advanced to to politicians and oh oh our outrage you can you can imagine the outrage uh, from the ladies and that would be understandable outrage right you say that's understandable outrage and uh that would have that anyone would be outraged uh, by that A very unfortunate incident is taking place at Marriott Hotel where reservations for uh, for girls of Federal Government Girls College Oweri who had come in for their 50th global reunion and who had reservations at the hotel were left disappointed. What we heard was that in spite of reservations that have been made several months before this date, at the last minute, the hotel management gave away the reservations to politicians who came in, leaving many girls, old girls of federal government girls college were stranded at the lobby. No place to sleep, no place to stay. Completely, completely disenchanted with the management of Protea Hotel, Marriott, Unaware. It was, it is, it is, to say the least, very disappointing that a, a hospital, a hotel chain known globally as Marriott could play this very unhospitable hand. Okay, and of course, th- that video must have been made by one of the uh, old girls from the Federal Government Girls College, where who understandably was angry. And I'm sure that you had in the background uh, the voices of angry girls. Of course, you know, uh, old students like to call themselves boys and girls. Just my old, my own, stu- my my old students here as well, because we call ourselves boys. You see, people who are ready, uh, perhaps in their seventies and their sixties, some in their eighties, they call themselves boys. I mean, uh, this is according to what we've heard in that video, uh, the 50th anniversary reunion for. 
uh, for old students of the federal government girls college worry and you can imagine the shock and uh, the shock uh, that many of them coming from different parts of the world uh booked in advance uh the marriott hotel i understand in in uh in in Imo state and booked in advance and shocked to to get there uh, that their reservations had been cancelled had been given to other to other people in this case said to be politicians now anybody who understands business and who understands uh how much premium that businesses place on their brand would be shocked to think that uh, we're not talking about just some hotel there that is not a brand to be reckoned with that we are talking about uh a, a hotel operating under the brand of marriott and you'll be shocked why would the operators of that hotel do something like that uh, were they not concerned for the reputational damage that would attach to their brand were they not concerned about that they ought to have been concerned about that and that's why i was shocked myself to say that oh if you're talking about some other hotel you say that oh some people just act uh, without decorum that some um, in fact many people have said oh nigerians nigerians do things like this why would you do that maybe they got somebody who was ready to offer more uh, for those hotel rooms and just before we talk about brands and what could have caused this and what excuse uh, that the operators of this uh, Marriott brand of hotel would have, uh, you would know that uh, for, for, for business people who are not decent, who are not decent, who are greedy, uh, this business people who have no scruples, who have no moral uh, moral code whatsoever. This is something that a business person would do. A business person would say, look, uh, the long and short is for me to make as much profit as possible. There are people who go out there and say, although I've given my word to this person, but oh, this is a better opportunity. This is a more profitable opportunity. I stand to make more money here. So, uh, well, I'm going to break my word because a, I stand to make more money. People will say, look, what about the reputation or what about the injury that will be done to that other person? Well, in Nigerian parlance, they'll say, let him go to court. Let him go to court and see whether he will get he will get redress or justice there. But that is something to be named among us. Uh, our Lord did say to us, let your, let your yes be yes and your no be no. There are many people operating from a Christian worldview in the marketplace, we would let go of more profitable uh, alternatives, more profitable deals because they've given their word to a person. And so, and many people are known like that in the marketplace. People say to them, "Oh, if Mister X has said it, you can go to sleep because it's going to be like that." And people say, "Oh, when when circumstances changed, when people started offering more for this, I was scared. I was afraid that you were going to uh, to renege on this contract on this deal." And you hear so many people who are operating from Christian conviction saying, no, 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 I already gave my word. Yes, uh, I would love uh, to to take advantage of this new development, but, but I, I had already given my word to you. Uh, therefore, I did not want to uh, to walk it back. Uh, when I look more closely at this story, and as I said, if you are if you come across a story on social media, even on the regular media, it's always good for you to look at people's comments, what people have said about that story to give you more context and you better understand what actually happened. So somebody wrote this and, I, and I'm persuaded to think that it is, it is probably true. As part of the comments to that video uh, that went viral about the old girls of the Federal Government Girls College, you were complaining that the hotel, the book that Marriott uh, in... Imo State, the hotel rooms they booked were cancelled and given to politicians. Somebody wrote and said, this is so sad. A week ago, Ministry of Tourism sent out letters to all managers of hotels in Oweri, booking them. 
they ask that they comply. I understand their frustration, but knowing Nigeria, if Marriott had stood their ground, they would be stifled out of business in a worry. It was more like the government booking. Apologies, please. I'm reading the comment written by somebody giving even more context to this story. And I'll start again. This person wrote on Instagram saying, this is so sad. A week ago, Ministry of Tourism sent out letters to all managers of hotels in Oweri, booking them. They asked that they comply. I understand their frustration, but not in Nigeria. If Marriott has stood their grounds, they will be stifled out of business in Oweri. It was more like the government booking all hotels in Oweri land. However, the notice was long ago. Marriott would have contacted these people and ought to have updated them on what is happening and do a makeshift arrangement for them. The ridiculousness of Nigerian government at every Kedar is surprising. You book the hotel ahead and what happens to those who book before you? Now, these ladies who are out for celebration will be left stranded and probably sleep in the reception. Women of Timber and Calibre, Nigeria will leave you in the desert dry. Well, congratulations to them. And those are the words of, of an Instagram user. And I think the context that this person has given is helpful, although it does not remove from the sting of the problem. But it's helpful. It's helpful in the, in, in the sense of it explains uh, how a hotel operating under a global brand or of the, of the global Marriott brand would do something like that. I mean, you uh, you book a hotel and you say, people ask the question, which hotel have you booked? It's Marriott. And then you go to sleep, like, okay, you can expect, and there's a level of service, there's a level of professionalism uh, that you expect from from a brand like that, from a from, from a global brand like that. So I think this explains it. But then it's further, it's further, gives cause for concern about about our nation and about how we operate you see and recently and for a number of times on on the lord side we've had to deal with the issue of the rule of law in this country and now the rule of law the absence of the rule of law i would say or the lack of the poor quality of our adherence to the rule of law is really a problem and until we understand that until we fully come to terms with it we are still we are going to continue to have uh, problems uh, in this country so you begin to ask yourself what could have have informed a government a state government to suppose that it has the authority think about that to suppose that that's the authority to compel private businesses to organize their affairs in a certain way think about that so that is proof that the, the rule it is not the rule of law it is the rule of men or the rule of government, which is horrible for the development of any nation. Uh, you know, so the understanding here is that the state government wrote to hotels, you know, where he said, and I would guess, I do not know for a, for a fact, but we know that uh, there was this police conference that held in Oweri recently. We know that because it was at that police conference that that singer massacred the national anthem. Did, did you come across that story? We also, did we engage? Yeah, we also engaged with that story here. Yeah. Uh, the story of that singer who was invited to, to sing the national anthem at the opening uh, ceremony for the police conference that had in Oweri. So I suspect very strongly that it was for that police conference that the Oweri state government uh, through uh, its Ministry of Tourism wrote to all hotels in, in Oweri saying, look, reserve your rooms from this day to, the, uh, to this date. And of course, people had booked those rooms in advance. 
what uh, should Marriott have done? This person is excusing, trying to excuse Marriott by saying if they had flouted the order from the uh, from the state government, uh, they would have been in problem. You know, we and, and we know that we know that for for, for a certain that. Uh, government entities and politicians with so much power over businesses that people just want to do what they what they ask them to do, even if it is illegal, even if it's unprofessional, even if uh, it is it is bad, it is immoral. If people doing businesses doing things they ought not to do, uh, whether for reasons of it not being legal or unprofessional or uh, out of out of taste because they fear repercussions that may come from politicians. There's another story we're going to engage with, I believe, before the end of this week. Uh, the story of the fight going on between two billionaires now in Nigeria. The man said to be the richest black man in the world at some point, richest in Africa, uh, Mr. Liko Dangote, and this other gentleman who is the chairman of the Boa group of companies. Uh, have you read about it? Uh, you find that uh, you find each of them going on the pages of newspapers, sponsoring ad- adverts, uh, trying to bring down the other one. People are asking what is going on. And the, the interesting thing is that uh, from what Mr. Dangote has written, or rather from what Mr. Dangote's company has written out there, and what the Boer company has also written out there, what do you find? You find a tale, a tale of a tale of lawlessness in Nigeria. You find a tale of lawlessness in Nigeria. You find a tale of politicians abusing their offices, using their offices to favor businesses, particular businesses, above the other. And that's the exact case we have there. I mean, long and short, if you are thinking about this video of the girls, this video of the old girls of the Federal Government Girls College Uweri congregating together for their 50th anniversary reunion and being denied the room they booked in advance and married to tell because those rooms had been given to politicians. When you think about that, you are reminded that, well, woe to them, woe to them who put their trust in men. That's the that's the Christian lesson that we can draw from this. From, from this. If you look at this, you, you draw the Christian lesson that the Bible is absolutely right when it says, Woe to them who place their trust in men. He says, Man is but a breath. The day he dies, all his plans die with him. There is no death in this story, uh, but it's a reminder that you see, I uh, don't place your trust in man. There is one, there is one who we read of in Numbers 23 13. It's not human. It's not human. Humans change their mind. They change their mind because uh, a business will get a more profitable profitable option and would say, look, I'm going to renege. In fact, some people will say, and sometimes it even makes sense to say that as lawyers, we put those clauses in, in contract. We want to ensure that, oh, these obligations you are, you are assuming, uh, you can find a way out of them if the need arises. And we put them, and, and those are sensible things, logical things to put in agreement. You say, if uh, there are new opportunities, you want to put a, a way that, oh, you can always uh, come out of this obligation. Maybe you have to pay an interest. Maybe you have to pay a penalty or something like that. But you see, you can never trust that things will not change with any human being. You can never trust that things will not change. Even in marriages, God forbid, you can never trust that your spouse will not change. But Christians, we depend on the power of the Holy Spirit to compel our spouses uh, to remain in the faith. But you can never trust a human being. And another another uh, nugget of wisdom that we all should know, of, of course, is that when you are in the most cordial, cordial relationship with another person, you don't want, you want to be careful with the things you do. You want to be careful with the things you say. Uh, 
because you do not know what will become of that relationship uh, next year, next week, next month. People change. Humans change. And that is why uh, Numbers 23:19 is such a comfort. God is not human that he should lie, not a human being that he, he should change his mind. I think the uh, old girls from the Federal Government Girls College, Uwiri, they got a dose, a dose of humanity at its worst. Humanity at its worst. Uh, they got a dose of businesses run in Nigeria. They got a dose of a country where there is no rule of law. And they got a dose of a country that is ruled by men, by the whims and caprice of men and not ruled by law, talkless of being ruled by God. And oh, what a shame it is. I do hope that they will press the matter in court. They should press the matter in court. They should make an example out of that. And Marriott itself should begin to reassess its position and say, well, would you rather damage your brand? Uh, would you rather damage your brand uh, and uh, than... Would you rather rather curry the favor of the government of Imo State uh, than uh, damage your brand? I think marriage should have been honorable enough to say that, look, this is the dilemma we have. Our rooms are already booked for this uh, for this season and should have reached out to the Imo State government and said, look, Mr. Governor, we understand this, but please excuse us. I know, I know it must have been a very tough decision for them because many of those dignitaries would prefer uh, to, to, to stay at Marriott. I, I do not know the other hotels in Imo State for now, but Marriott would be one of the most prestigious, I assume. So many of the top dignitaries coming in for the police conference would have preferred to stay at my brother, which comes to a place where we begin to respect the rule of law, right? Where it should matter, it should matter to us. I think if Marriott had been stifled out of business there, it would have worked in their favor. So people would know that, oh, it's Marriott, you can, you can count on Marriott, and that they would not let you down. But, but they failed here, and they, they failed spectacularly. What a shame, what a shame. But we know that when we depend on God, He does not lie. When we rest on Him, we can be sure that it will never. It will never ever change. That is why, again, for Malachi three six, it says, I, "I, the Lord, I do not change." So you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Can you, can you fully understand? I think that God said, "I do not change," and that is why you are not destroyed. Because I've given my word. The Lord was saying to the descendants of Jacob, "I've given my word, and I do not change." And you can take that to the bank. And next, we want to talk about this uh, news item coming from from Catholic circles. It's, it's news relating to uh, the Pope, uh, Pope Francis. And of course, for those who regularly follow uh, on the Lord's side, you know that from time to time, we, we pass commentary on statement from Pope Francis. The interesting thing about the, the Pope is that uh, many people have said that it's, it's one Pope that would not say so much, uh, but would rather rather give you concerns about uh would give you would make you feel very uncomfortable because of the few things uh that he says from time to time and that's really really telling about the pope uh that 
well, when he says things, you wonder where actually he stands in theological terms. And this is something very important. The people know now that uh, theology matters. What is theology? Theology is uh, a framework of thinking about God. And so you find that in theological circles, people say that, oh, if that is of this theological bent, uh, that person is of that theological bent. Because that should be a framework for thinking about God. And some people will say, why do you need a framework for thinking about God? Look, God means different things to different people. For some people, God is just the person who created the world but has left the world to run on its own. Some people think of God as just a creation of human beings, that God is just that entity created by human beings uh, because human beings just need somebody to worship and say, well, God is that person. Uh, so what is your own theology about God? Anyway, uh, we have now uh, in this report uh, that the Pope, uh, Pope Francis, is calling for a new theology of God. A new theology of God. This is Pope Francis calling for a new theology of God, meaning that we should begin to think of God from another perspective and you begin to wonder that well, what different perspective uh, do we need uh, to think of God to think of God the is now calling for uh, a theology that thinks of God st- starting from starting from the realization of the complexities of the modern age that's what he's saying that we should start uh, from realizing that theologians when they now want to put together uh, the doctrines of theology should start from acknowledging the complexities, the complexities of the world we live in, that any theology that will survive today must acknowledge the complexity of the world we live in, must take into account the lived realities of people. And when you hear people, when you hear people like that, uh, it's, it's often euphemistic for a person saying, hey, people uh, live in a particular way. You have to acknowledge, don't, don't just impose rules on people, don't just say this is the way to live, and that's the way to live. They say we should take cognizance of the lived realities of people and i think at at some point we should do a segment on the different euphemisms now used from time to time and when people don't want to say the things they really want to say when they are not bold enough i would say when they're not bold enough to say the very things they want to say i think it is it is helpful at some point uh, for us to do a segment on the different expressions used uh, to say those things so the pope is now talking about about Christians and theologians taking into cognizance the lived experiences of people. What, what do you mean by the lived experience of people? Meaning what people truly experience. Look at your parishioners. Look at uh, people who claim to be Christians. Or look at the world. What are people really doing? How are they really living? And it says your theology ought to start from that point. And I'm asking you, where do you think uh, the theology should start from? You start from but there must always be a foundation to every uh, to every framework of thinking. If you are thinking about God, there must be a foundation to it, a foundation to it. I always say uh, that the proper foundation for the Christian theology uh, will be found in in Psalm 100 verse 3. For He is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. That is that be the foundation that he, he is God. He made us. We did not create him, right? He made us. We did not create him. We did not make ourselves. And then we are his people, meaning that we are his. He owns us and the sheep of his pastor. We are his people. He owns us. We belong to him as his people, as human beings that he loves. We are also the sheep of his pasture that really, in the ultimate sense, he can do with us as he would. And 
can he not? Uh, you may not agree with it, you may not want to hear it, but he can do with us as he would. Uh, that should be the start point. But the start point, according to Pope Francis now, is saying that the start point should be the lived experiences of people. What are people really living through? And if you want to know uh, what Pope Francis is referring to there, it will be issues of abortion, it will be issues of uh, gender fluidity and same-sex marriage. He said, look, we need a new uh, framework for theology in the world today. The sad thing about the world uh, today, or rather about the body of Christ, that you have in exalted positions people who do not believe with all their heart in the veracity of the Bible and in the everlasting truth of the Bible. You find even people placed in high positions in the church, people who have risen in the hierarchy of the church, who cannot any longer defend the Bible. They look at the world today and say, oh, the world has so departed from the picture painted in the Bible and they are so ashamed to, to defend the Bible. Or perhaps they never believed in it. I do hope you are not in that number, that you are not in number of those who are now so ashamed and to say, look, the world has changed drastically from the one painted in the Bible or from the precepts contained in the Bible so much so that it is no longer the book for the new uh, for the world today. We are called to contend for the faith once for all delivered to the apostles. The God does not change and his word would never ever change as well. May not be the number of those who will rise up one day and say, look, 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 we need a new way of thinking about God. Well, if you become part of that number, know that as our Lord said, he himself will be ashamed of you when he appears before his holy father and his holy angels. Thank you very much for seeing us this morning on Gospel Best Radio for On the Lord's Side, Christian Perspectives on News and Current Events. Whatever you do today, please remain firmly on the Lord's Side. God bless you. God bless you real good. You are listening to GospelBellsRadio.com, the Christian internet radio with a mission to engage the culture with the mind of Christ. Keep listening and invite others, too. God bless you. Engaging the culture with the mind of Christ. 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 Engaging the culture with the mind of Christ.